So hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Goddess of Crypto. I am so excited to be here with my guest today, Jules Taubman. She is the founder of Women in Crypto Global. I am proud to say that I was around subscriber 3000 to her Women in Crypto Facebook group which just is about to hit around 10,000 subscribers right now. I'm so excited for whoever becomes that lucky 10,000 subscriber, because it means she will have made the right choice to be in the new energy of money. The sacred divine feminine is creative, abundant, flowing, receiving, and disruptive. And the new energy of money, including cryptocurrency, decentralized finance, NFTs, and even the metaverse is all these things too. Welcome to the Goddess of Crypto, a weekly show where women who are already in this powerful space will cover these topics simply so you can relax into knowing that the future of finance is female. Jules, welcome to the show. Oh my goodness gracious. That was a beautiful intro. Oh my goodness. I hope you could see me with the excitement while you were talking about that. So I felt the energy. Thank you so much for having me on today. I'm super excited. And yes, you have been with us in our group on Facebook for a while. You know, we didn't hit, I think if you were in around 3,000, you probably came in around November-ish, November area. Oh, I think even before then, like oh, wow. October or something. It's definitely been a minute. <laughs> it, but it's been growing into like a lovely place and it's continuously growing every single day. And I love it. So thank you for having me on today. Thank you for being part of my journey with me. Oh, yeah. It's been really beautiful to watch you grow and blossom. And I want to know, like, what drew you to being in crypto in the first place? And then what made you decide that you wanted to create a platform for women? Yeah, I talk about this every single day. And I love to because it reminds me of my why. The why is the reason why most of us do everything, all the actions we take. And I am a single mom. I'm a single mom of an eight-year-old. And I wanted him to have every opportunity ever, no matter if I had it or I didn't have it. I still wanted to make sure he was able to have everything he wanted. And so I, my goal, obviously, to get to your point is generational wealth, being able to make sure that he is set and that us as a family, him and I can do whatever we want as he's growing up. And so that's really important to me to be able to take those summer trips with him take him to Disneyland, do all the traveling we want and not have to worry about it with financial freedom. And, and, you know, you put that into the universe, you manifest it. And sometimes it happens. Sometimes it, you know, it takes a little, little bit longer than other times. And sometimes you arrive at some hiccups to where you have to pivot. And so that was why I got into crypto in general, because I was just able to understand that the gains were a little quicker than you can get any other place for depending upon your the amount you want to invest in there's a space for everybody to kind of be able to to make some money in that space. Well, I was just going to say I love what you just said. I think that that's so important that women understand that there is a space for everybody here. 
you know, a lot history has told us that we as women didn't even have the right to have our own money, invest our own money, like own our own money. Like it was always in the times past, it was always what's his is his and what's mine is his. And you were expected to have a his associated with you and not just your son, right? So I love hearing that you've really identified that and that you saw that you could, you know, even if you just had a little bit, that you could make more in, I think that it's coming. Well, the reason I have this whole thing about the new energy of money is I think that the literally the energy of money itself has sped up and that it is giving us a chance to be able to be in this new way of showing up around money at the same time, no coincidence either from a spiritual perspective, at the same time that women are being given more of a say-so in our own ability to earn and are making our own choices around earning. But I think that the key to what you're talking about is the idea that this place is a way, digital currency is a way to do this faster than you can do it anywhere else. Yeah. And I've done it all. You know, I come from a very strong sales background to where if I didn't kill, I didn't eat. And so I learned to kill. I learned to be a killer. And you could ask my network. You could ask my network. I've learned to be a killer and you have to fight for what you want, which basically leads me to why I created the Women in Crypto, the group. So I started my crypto journey back in 2018. And Basically, stable coins were all I knew, right? You know, the top stable coins were the only access that I had to crypto on various centralized exchanges. And so I dipped my toe in and I was like, okay, cool, this is cool. And then I started learning a couple of years later, I suppose early, late 2019, before we all had the COVID shutdown of the world. I started learning about the meme coins, altcoins, whatever you want to call them. And the gains on those were exceptional. If you were able to understand how to maybe when to get in or maybe understand what type of project really you gravitate towards, because I do believe it's like where you put your energy in, you're going to get the most out of. So if I really believe in this project, my energy is going to go to that and I'm going to see a return on that. Now, my returns have to be realistic, right? So short-term goals, long-term goals. So it, they're different. They're different goals for different projects that I'm involved in. So I was involved in a project that will rename nameless. I have not that kind of gal. I don't kiss and tell even on the bad ones. But so basically what happened was I experienced a lot of misogyny within that space, being one of very few women that were within the community that were speaking inside of their telegram, for instance. And I received a lot of misogyny and things that I didn't ask for, things that weren't relevant to my gender, weren't relevant to the way I look, my smarts, anything like that. None of it's relative when it comes to crypto, Web3, anything to do with the future of digital currency. The beauty of it is, is that you can be whoever you want, right? There's a level of that in there. And I never hid my gender in the space. And it turned out that in that specific project, I got wrecked. It was a bad situation. I went to the CEO of the of the project and I said, this is what's happened. And he said, well, I'm really sorry that happened, but there's a lot more holders than you. So I really can't do anything about it. And so I was like, okay. And there were no, really no other gals to speak to in that project about it. So 
I just went onto Facebook like that pretty much that day when it happened. And I just opened a page and started Women in Crypto. And I, I called it Women in Crypto Currency because Women in Crypto had been taken and I had no idea that it was going to turn into what it was. But as I've cultivated the room and I've made it a very tight knit place where it's very safe, the girls have told their friends and you know that's how it grows. And to date, it's the biggest women in crypto group on, I think on the planet with only 10,000 members just under, which is unbelievable because that right there shows how much legs it has to grow. You know, we're very, very protective of our space inside Women in Crypto. So my moderators follow rules loosely about who can come in. You know, there's certain, yeah, there's certain things that a, a member has to agree to and divulge, nothing ultra personal to enter the space. And if we didn't do the vetting of every single profile that we'd have on there, we'd have about 50,000 members right now. And so we've effectively, I think the number is somewhere around almost 35,000 members that we've declined to join the room. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, you know, oh, if that's, you such, look, that's so interesting. Yeah. Because it's not just, it's quality over quantity, right? It's quality, you know, and if you've been in any other rooms on any platform, the scammers and the spam runs rampant. And you can attest to this because you're in our space. There's very little of that that goes on in the room. And when there is, I mean, I will flag it immediately, but so do you guys. Like I reported one comment that I could tell was spam, but it was kind of subtle spam. I reported it to the admins and it was gone within like an hour. And you guys are like on it. And that's great because there are other Facebook groups that I'm also a member of that are women in crypto. And yours is the only one. I mean, there are women crypto groups and women in crypto is the only one that I recommend because it's the only one that I've seen where I know there's an admin there. There's somebody to live there. There's somebody who wants to talk to you. There's This is definitely something that you guys care about. And Keeping, you know, there's women like a girl came in. I saw yesterday in the group. Hi, I'm brand new to the NFT space, and I want to know how to mint an NFT in an easy way because I'm an artist. Well, she doesn't know anything, and I can tell. But the other women in the group are going to show her. They're going to teach her. They're going to be there for her. There's other women who come in who are probably like they're certainly beyond. I would say my level ex expertise in crypto because. I tend to be more of a generalist. My idea is to evangelize the space to women. I am not your girl to teach you to chart, right? And sure, sure, you, sure. Right? No, I'm not so, the expert. Yeah, I say that yeah. every day. You know, I don't claim to be the expert in crypto. I have been in the space long enough. I know what I do. And I have private conversations with people that are in like, you know, my, my network, my real life, my family about certain things that I think that I don't want people to miss the boat on certain things. So that's, you know, just having a convo with my sister, my mom, girlfriends, you know, whatever. I never, ever claim to be the end all be all knowing it, when to buy, when to sell, you know, and I have experience in chart reading and technical analysis. I have a past with uh, trading and I understand how it works, but it would be beyond me and not my position to tell 9,000 women that they should go buy X. You know, that's just not my style. And as you, you can tell, my I don't have a shill room. My room is not a place where, you know, people can come and they can shill their projects. Yeah. And shill is a word that we haven't really used. I haven't heard anybody else use it. So I'm just going to define it here really quick. 
to shill something is basically to pitch it, but you're pitching it because usually there's like some personal interest in it. And I've seen that a lot with different site and Jules is absolutely right. Like that's not where, you know, that's not what's going on inside of the women in crypto space. I don't think that there's anything necessarily wrong with shilling in the sense of if you believe in a project, talk about the project, but there's a difference between shilling a project that you believe in and shilling a project because you're getting paid to promote it. And to that end, when you talk about like, you wouldn't be the one to go in and tell 9,000 women what to buy. What I see, especially on like crypto Twitter is I do see that. I mean, I see people who are talking to people about what to buy all the time. Even one of the most well-known women in the space, Kathy Wood with her ARC fund, ARC is down, I guess, I, I mean, we're recording this episode a long time before it airs. So at this particular moment, ARC is down 75% from its all-time high. And there were people, the last time she posted, there were people in comments who were like, you took my life savings. And I'm like, excuse me, take some personal responsibility. Nobody took anything from you. You know, Kathy has a fund and she believes in it. She's put her own money into it. If you believe in it, congratulations, get involved. If you don't believe in it, don't get involved and do your own research. And that's really, really important. And I love like inside of the women in crypto space, which I would say is a safe space for women to be in. Women are always there, like in a very supportive way. There's a lot of, you know, when people tell you stuff, they're going to tell you, take this seriously, do the work make sure that you're you know, doing your own research. And I think that's so very important. On top of that, I just want to add to that because what's important to know is like when you're getting into somebody who, who tells you about a project or anything, else, any investment, crypto, no matter what, it's really important to have a strategy, an entrance strategy and an exit strategy. And you know, when people are saying, you made me or I did this because this, this, or they're selling because the can't, they're going to have big red candles and they're scared, fear, those types of things. If that's not part of my exit strategy, then I'm holding, right? Like if it's dipped, I won't take a loss. Like I'll wait patiently personally, but that's, that's how I am. I'm very unemotional when it comes to my investment strategies. And I've had to be because I've, you name it, I've been through it. You know, I, I've been through all of it. And it, what works for me is holding and, you know, looking at projects that I am passionate about because they fit the narrative of my portfolio and my investment strategy. So it's something that, you know, I don't really veer off from very often. And I, the exception to that is NFTs because they're new and I want to understand it. And I haven't taken a loss on an NFT yet but I haven't mastered the, all the ins and outs and the nuance, you know, around it. And so I'm learning as well, as well as everybody else is, you know, and I do a ton of giveaways in our group. You know, I give out NFTs all the time. I give out, you know, pre-sale whitelist spots to NFT projects. I give out, I just gave out a plot of virtual land a few weeks ago with TCG world, which is like, you know, women in crypto's biggest project supporter who that is our very first partner in the space is, is that project. And I am extremely bullish on it. And I think everybody in our group knows that. I feel like I talk about it all the time, but to me, I am a huge fan and they're huge supporters of what we're doing. It's not just what I'm doing, right? It's like, we're all doing the same thing. They, they want to see women in the space. And so, you know, I do talk about things uh, that I think are really, really great. I don't shill. I have a post on Fridays that goes off every single Friday scheduled. 
It's called Free Post Friday. If you have a project that you want to talk about that I'm not going to put my stamp of approval on, you know, I, I don't know the whole ins and outs. I did offer this one post every single Friday that you can go and you can talk about whatever you want, but you have to follow the rules. And I hesitated doing that, but I got some pushback from people who were like, how do we ever talk about what we're doing? If, if you literally decline every post about a project, they, and, you know, so I, I came up with a solution and until it's non-productive, I'll keep it up. Once it turns into a spot that, you know, seems to be that we're moving away from the narrative of positive investing and positive and safe space, then I'll remove it. But right now it's so far so good. And I, I personally don't think enough of the gals take advantage of it for as many posts that I decline weekly in there about people wanting to post their projects. They're not reading the rules of the group that basically say you can post on that Friday, whatever you want inside that thread that I post every single day, every Friday at 7 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, it goes off. So, all right, I'll start remembering to post Goddess of Crypto episodes in there too for everybody. I will. Absolutely, I will. you should. I, I do that for you guys because that is something that I have said. DYOR, right? Do your own research. This thread isn't like indicative of me saying anything about these projects, but it's a place for people to go and do just that. Well, I don't think that there are enough women in crypto for sure. I interviewed. Nat Brunel of Coin Stories. She was a guest that's going to be, I guess she'll have been on a couple of episodes before yours. And she said that she thinks that the there's 15% women in the space. And I said, well, looking around my eyeballs at the Bitcoin conference and kind of doing like a little squinty idiot savant thing, I also thought about 15% of the attendees were women. And we know that the funding in the space for women is so low. Like, I think it, we're up to like 3% of all VC funding for women, and which is insane. And I'm, there are men walking around going, I want to fund women's projects. There are literally people who want to give us money. But a lot of times, I think there's a mindset thing. And this is really interesting because I'm first and foremost a transformational wealth coach about two thirds of what I do is mindset work. And what I see so often is like women don't feel like they're a hundred percent in alignment with a job opportunity. They're not going to go for it. The guy will be like, Oh, I might be qualified for that. Let me go ahead and put my resume in. And the woman who would be 80 to 90% qualified is feeling like, Oh, well, I'm not a hundred percent qualified. I shouldn't try. And so I feel like that kind of trickles down when it comes to us looking for funding or sponsorship or whatever for our projects. But I just want everybody to know, like, Jules is a great resource. The Women in Crypto Group is a great resource for this. And there's so much stuff that's around that's available to us as resources. And yes, there's a lot of misogyny in this space. There's a real bro culture when it comes to crypto. And yet, all of the women that I have encountered tend to be very nurturing and desiring to help and to want to create a sisterhood of crypto because we're not alone. You know, at the Bitcoin conference, they had this thing for only the women whales. So only the women who were paying the $5,000 ticket to do that far advanced, like the Kathy Woods of the world or whatever, they had a, a Bitcoin and a women and Bitcoin coffee. And I'm part of this big Bitcoin group in Miami. The next thing I knew, we were all having our coffee right outside of the place and the women would come up and they would be like, oh, 
I didn't know I needed to have a whale pass. And we were like, come over here and join our company. Yes, that's what I'm talking was, about. Yes. But that's the energy that I find. We all wrote to them and said, hey, next time, you know, there's not enough women to have the coffee for all the women because we guarantee you, you had more coffee than women there. And so I feel like that's really the space that I see us coming into a lot as women is how can we make this work for us? How can we make this work for each other? And I see that happen in your space all the time. If a woman, you know, maybe says something that's like a little snippy, there's another woman to say like, oh, hey, like we're all here to love each other and be kind. And, you know, to me, crypto Twitter, I see this energy with the women is like, let's just be kind, right? Let's be kind to each other and let's support each other. And I know you found that, haven't you, like throughout your experience? Oh, yeah. I also don't, this is going to sound very mother of me, but I'm okay to be kind of like the protective mama bear of that group because it's my baby, right? I come in, when I see unproductive conversations happening within our space and inside our group, I ask them to take it off of the chat. I say, take this to the DM. If you need to have a conversation, you want to argue and you want to disagree and you need to do that, then take it out of here. Like, I'm not going to tell you you can't have a conversation, but what I'm going to tell you is nothing you say is going to change this person's outlook or it's going to make somebody feel bad about their their possible, what they believe in or what their investment strategy is. So it's, you know, who are you to come in and say anything to anybody about that? That's too, that's not what I'm about. And so I protect those conversations at all costs. And I've deleted full hundred post threads because I got to it a little later or somebody messaged me and said, Hey, can you look at this? This is getting snippy or whatever. But that's happened so few and far between that I can't even count on one hand how many times it's happened because the conversations are different than a group that has predominantly male, a male demographic. It's a different conversation. It's not when Lambo, it's when student loan, ah, right? When it's not. Lambo, I'm sorry. I just have to define that as, as well. We always say that they, for some reason in crypto, they've changed the spelling of everything. So like friends is now F-R-E-N-S. And when is W-E-N and when Lambo means when will I be able to buy my Lamborghini? And it's been shortened to when Lambo. And that is a perfect example of the like encapsulated bro culture when it comes to crypto. Oh my goodness. So, all right. So, and you're saying that when it's when with the women, it's not when Lambo, it's when student loan. Oh my gosh. It's like that's everything in that one sentence. Absolutely. But that's what it is. Like if I've taken several polls in, in their group, and in fact, I'm actually going to be taking a couple of polls coming up to get an idea of what's happening in there because women in crypto is coming up to our one year anniversary, the group. And so I'm like, besides myself, I can't even believe that. But the conversations, the paradigm shift that's happened in that space is totally different than anything I have been a part of in the space in, in the past five years. In the conversations, like I said, it's not when Lambo, it's when family vacation, when Toyota Corolla, you know what I mean? Like it's different. It, it, we're, you know, there's lots of single moms, there's lots of working mothers, there's lots of married women, there's lots of every type of woman you can imagine in there, but everybody has the same goal. And that's from what I understand when I, when people reach out, out to me directly, the conversation isn't when Lambo, it's more realistic. And that's something that I hold on to so deeply because I am a single mom and I get it. And I don't, when Lambo is never a situation for me. I was always looking for a place to say when, 
student loans, you know, things of that nature. And so now this whole space that I created has evolved into this like lovely space of women just talking about what could be and how to get there and just supporting each other and saying, you know, right now this will air, right? In six weeks or so. So right now we're in a very, very, very lull in the market. And a lot of the conversations and Hallie, you can attest to this are in the group are hang on gals, hang on. Like we will, we're going to make it. We just need to get through. You have to hold and we're going to, we'll get through this lull. It'll, what goes down must come up. Now, does that mean you shouldn't take profit on the way up? That's not for me to decide, but I don't like to leave money on the table personally. So I know that I have to be patient on certain things, but on other things, I also know that I do want to go up with the market. So I have different goals for different projects that I'm part of. And it's everybody has to have their strategy for their portfolio, whether that's their stock portfolio, their crypto portfolio, you know, whatever that looks like, you have to have a plan. And it's okay to have multiple plans and it's okay to have amendments to your plan, but it's also really important to stay the course because it's the course because you created that course for yourself that you think is going to be the right way. But those amendments can be made if you need to. But you know, changing the trajectory of your entire portfolio because of a down market like right now, this is when the transference of wealth happens. This is when people make a lot of money in the down market. And if you can understand what that means, then you will not financial advice, but you have the ability to learn a lot right now. Right now is a great time to educate because the market is so low, but it's a great time to, there's great projects to enter at low entry, entry positions. So I think it's lovely. Which translates as far as I'm concerned, from a female perspective, ladies, the market is on sale. Bye, bye, bye. And I think that's, you know, I feel like women have a stronger, like we appreciate a good sale more than we appreciate a good Lambo. And as a result, we are now able to come in and say, yes, now is a great time to buy. And I'm actually waiting for the market. I know it's starting, you know, in the last couple of days, it's been rallying. I'm still waiting for it to go back down again. That's me. That's what I think is going to happen. You know, by the time you hear this episode, things may have changed for everybody, but I just think it's so important that we, again, we come at it from the mindset of what is your plan? One of the good, like basic pieces of of investment advice I ever heard was plan your work, work your plan. That's actually about business, not just about stocks. But when it comes to doing these trades, when it comes to whether you're going to hold or not, when it comes to all of this stuff, like I was all excited about ApeCoin when it came out. And ApeCoin is outside of the parameters of the amount. Like I have a dollar amount where it's like, if if that crypto is above this amount, I'm not going to invest in it because I think that the real returns are found with the much lower, you know, the ones that are like 0.00000003, right? That's better of an investment because chances are, you know, even if it gets to like one thousandth of a penny or whatever, you're making so much of a return compared to something going from, well, like Bitcoin going from $30,000 to $70,000 sounds incredible, but that's only doubling and a little bit or over doubling. And so you can make a lot at the bottom end. So it was really hard for me to like let ApeCoin go, watch it go up to like what, 25 or 27, or whatever. 27. Yeah. But, yeah I saw it. Now, 27, it's, now yeah. it's back down to like eight bucks again. And I'm like, huh, isn't that interesting? So if you do deviate, you're deviating for a reason, not just because, right? So if you have that, 
Like, and I was able to say, well, that's okay. I'm not actually missing out because that would only be like a 4X and that's okay. If I don't, that doesn't matter. So we just need to make sure that we're in alignment with our choices. And I think, again, as women, we can use both our intuition and our ability to count on. We're not just here for no reason. We're here because we're taking care of our families. We're taking care of our lives. I say this all the time. Women put between 80 and 90 cents of every dollar into their family and their local community. With men, it's 30 to 40 cents. That is a huge difference. And the difference between that is going to be what causes your motivation and what makes you make better choices about your investments. Jules, we're going to wrap up in just a minute. So I always like to ask, what's one more thing that you want women to know about crypto or about making a choice to get into the space? It's not as intimidating as it seems. That is one thing that I think everybody, because the space on some level, right, is still in infancy, I would say there's a lot of it that still is very, very new, lots of new things happening all the time. It can be scared to know what to do, how to get in, who to trust. I say that there's, it's not as scary as it seems once you get involved and you start getting a network of people that you, you can trust, but of course, keep your cards to your chest. Don't listen to people. No one's ever going to give you anything for free. So if anyone says, I will help you, or I will send you something, you know, I would be very wary of that. Be protective, be very, very protective of your bag and your, and your portfolio and understand that, you know, there are so many great people out there and utilize the network that you get involved in and ask questions and start getting to know the people inside that network. That way you can have extra network and people that you actually aren't just Facebook friends with. And maybe your friends also on Twitter, or maybe your friends over here, or maybe you live down the street and you have no idea, or maybe you have a neighborhood group of people that you can talk to in real life. You just really never truly know who's on the other side of that. So Instead of being intimidated and saying, oh, I don't have time to learn that or I don't want to get out of your comfort zone, spend 20 minutes a day listening to a podcast, read something, get on Twitter, just really start educating yourself and you will be floored at what you can find out and how much confidence you will be given yourself just by being empowered that like you were the one who like got that information. You taught yourself that you found a way to to create an opportunity for your life and your family or whatever it is that you're trying to accomplish. There's plenty of single gals out there also doing it who, you know, who are trying to fund travel and houses and all um, a million different scenarios, right? The difference is, is they got out of their comfort zone and they're doing it and there's so much success and I applaud them. And we have some severely amazing women in our group that have had so much success and they've hit millionaire status. They've made so much money. They're, they're killing it. They're also like integrated into the crypto sphere in like a very vast way to where they, they're making a difference because they know how much women need to have that. This is possible. This can happen to me. And so they're out there and they're out, they're, no one's out there bragging and doing this or that, but they're utilizing their voice to the sense saying, I also want was a newbie at this and I had to learn how to get there. But without asking questions and building the network of people you you trust, it's virtually impossible, you know, unless you just happen to know it all, which none of us do. So 
building your network is in learning and following these the amazing people, just asking questions, especially in a space like women in crypto, my group, there's never a dumb question. There's no one saying you should already know that. Why don't you, why are you asking that? No one's being mansplained. And, you know, one thing I do want to say before I get right through the calls by the amazing gentleman who may see this is that we in women in crypto, we love the men. It's not a place that we talk about men in a negative or derogatory way. It is a safe place for us to proverbially hang our handbag. And that is where we can call a home for us to have a conversation that we need. And people, I get both sides of it. People that say it's only for women. So you're this, you're that. And then I spend a lot of my time on Twitter spaces where I get invited to speak on stage every single day to talk about this movement, women in crypto. And I get applauded by the men in the room saying, your space is so needed because not enough gals are getting that type of communication of support in other places. And so they know what's going on. The guys know what's going on. And I love that they support what we're doing as well. So yeah, that's it. Just also one last thing. I'm going to add to that because I, this is really important. Having a plan for what you intend to invest in is so important. So something that draws you to a project, right? So I'll give you an example. I have an eight-year-old. He loves to game. I already spend a lot of money on his gaming stuff. You know, if he's on any type of game that you have to buy an in-game purchase or a skin or whatever it is, that's essentially an NFT. So, which is a non-fungible token, which is another side of crypto that I'm sure you'll hear about. We talked about it in other episodes. Perfect, perfect. So when I part, so a big part of my narrative, okay, a big part of my narrative is to follow the money of what I'm spending my money on with my child, and that's gaming. So little tidbit of into my portfolio. And I think there's a lot of women doing that as well with their kids because the next generation knows what the heck they're doing. When yes, we they do. do. Which I love. Yes, I love getting to see that. Jules, your passion, your mama bear passion comes through loud and clear. I'm so so happy that we got to interview you today on Goddess of Crypto. If yes. this episode has been helpful to you, please like, comment, and share it. Share it with the women in your life. Share it with your mother, your daughter, your grandmother, your besties. Share it with your girlfriends. Share it with all women so that we can help all women move into the new energy of money and learn to surf before the tsunami that's coming in the financial space knocks you over. All right. I will see you again on another episode of Goddess of Crypto. Thank you. Every week, transformational wealth coach Hallie Evelyn leads a conversation that helps to ensure that women everywhere can learn to surf the coming tsunami of the new energy of money. You can find her at goddessofcrypto.me. That's goddessofcrypto.me. Be sure to subscribe to Goddess of Crypto on your favorite platform or watch the show on YouTube. And remember, wealth isn't just your privilege, it's your right. <laughs>